0: Spring Podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring. Good morning and welcome to the spring. We're happy that you're here to join us, whether in person or virtually. And we invite you to join us in worship this morning. Um, however you're comfortable, you can stand or you can sit uh, as, as, as you feel comfortable. God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us here, we we just ask for your blessing to be upon us, that we come to you this day to hear your words, to write them on our hearts, and to live lives changed as your disciples. Amen. Well, good morning, church. What a blessing it is to have you here today to worship with us. Um, so, crazy thing, I walked over to Thing here without my notes or my Bible, so just a second, I forgot them, sorry, I'm glad you all have some grace for me today, what a good thing it is to see you, okay, so um, we're going to read today from Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 39, and this might be some scripture that's familiar to you, I'm going to read it in the NIV version, and so I invite you to follow along. formed into the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all. give us all things. Who will bring in charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or Or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, or the future, or any powers, neither height, or depth, or anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You pray? Gracious God, as you poured out your Holy Spirit on us here, we ask that you bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Is some pretty powerful scripture. I don't know about you, but whenever I am feeling um, down or struggling or just wondering what it is that God is doing um, in my life or in the lives of others, I come to this scripture in Romans 8 that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And as I was thinking about um, hardships and things like that, it reminded me um, of my children. You know, my children have As well, I think all kids have it. It's called Band-Aids. Any problem that they have in life, they have Band-Aids and it's going to fix it. In fact, my two almost three-year-old son Noah, in a series I like to call Noah's No Longer a Baby, likes to carry around with him chairs, um, step stools, anything he can to get into a cabinet with the Band-Aids. And if we're not watching, he will have them over his body are there other people who have this or is it just me right <clears throat> if only it were that simple and we could take band-aids and fix everything in fact i would love to do that maybe i should have brought some band-aids here i can send them out to you online out there and just i can tell you're having some hardships here is a band-aid the thing of it is Suffered in the past, you feel like you're suffering now, and you feel like you're going to suffer in the future, right? All of us are struggling and having this. And you know, in the midst of this struggle, in the midst of this trials and tribulations, sometimes, and Paul points this out, sometimes we don't even know what we should pray for. We're not even sure. Where do we start? I've seen that time and time again. i Comes the uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know. You know, it's um, some comforting words that, that Paul gives to us when he says, when you don't know what to pray for, or actually, a better translation of this is you don't know what's good for you. So the you don't know what to pray for and you don't know what's good for you, they're a little bit different there, but when you don't you and you don't know what to pray for, don't worry, because the Holy Spirit comes
1: and knows your heart,
0: knows God's heart, and intercedes on your behalf. Thank you, God, that you don't have to come up with the words, the powerful way to send this prayer up to God, that in the midst of your trials and tribulations, when you are suffering, when you have a hard time, There with us when we're hurting. And Paul adds another layer to this argument. It's not just the spirit intercedes for us in the present, but the past. Paul tells us that the past, you can look throughout the history of the Bible, you can look throughout the history of your life, your present. And if you know, even if you've suffered in your past, that God was with you, and that you know that God is with you in the presence, then surely we should know that God will be with us in the future. As past and present and future, God does not leave us alone. He is with us through all of these things. which he experienced himself and he uses this um, psalm text actually for your sake we are being killed all the day long we are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered you know it's not just struggle and suffer in the future. So what hardship are you dealing with today? I want you to think about this. What hardship are you dealing with? What trial are you struggling against? Maybe it's uncertainty. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe it's anger. Are you being persecuted for your beliefs? Maybe it's health or finances or relationships or grief. Everyone is dealing with something. And God isn't just saying, oh, only these certain things are the worst. God gets that our hardship and our suffering is difficult, and he decides not to leave us in it, not to deem only certain suffering worthy, but that all suffering, he is with us. There are hardships right now. There are people who have had to completely change their plans and what they were going to do because of the world right now. There are people whose kids are school age that are trying to figure out what is the best thing for them. There are people who have lost a loved one that couldn't even have a regular service. There are people who are in nursing homes. that they can do is window visits or FaceTime. There are people who are mad, who are really, really mad, and take it out on everyone. But really, the truth of it is, and maybe you'll join me in this, I am mad at this virus. I am mad at the racism that we have in our country. There are people who are mad. There are hardships. Your hardship is not any harder than someone else's. Your hardship is yours. And God doesn't leave you by yourself. So, what do we do about it? You've got hardships. Aren't you glad I pointed that out? Aren't you glad I told you about these hardships that you have in your life? What do you do now?
1: Yes, there are hardships, there are things that
0: you're struggling with. So what can we do? Well, I I think we need to pray. I think that's the place that we start, is prayer. And I know it's hard when we don't know what to pray for. Because we don't have the words. But you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Maybe you don't know where to start. Maybe you don't know what to say. Is with you, that he loves you, and that he's never going to leave your side. So if you're somebody who struggled with what do I pray for? I mean, I, I have struggled with that. I'm sure you have struggled with that. And, you know, i, I got to tell you the truth. Public prayer is one of the things that still makes me nervous, anxious. You'd think I would get over it by now. I mean, it's part of my job. It's what I do. But from the very beginning, I was always, or do the prayers the wrong way. Anybody else? And, and in fact, even more than that, when I first started uh, back in 2004, and I was 23 years old, right? I was terrified that I was going to say the wrong thing and that somebody wasn't going to get into heaven because of me. In my prayers. I mean, that's a lot of load to take on yourself, don't you think? Got to tell you. goodness for that. So I learned this um, five finger prayer, and we've talked about it here before. We've we've said it here, and actually something that we had with our kids last year was this five finger prayer, and I want to teach you this five finger prayer, so when you're not sure what to pray for, and you're not sure where to start, here are uh, some guidelines for you, okay? So the first one As well, you have five fingers, and your thumb is the one that you're going to say that you're going to pray for other people. This, this is your thumb. Pray for other people. Okay? And all this is in the same prayer, so you start by praying for other people, and then your index finger. So your index finger, or you're going to pray for those, um, like teachers in your life, those um, that you look up to, right? Those who guide you, point you in the right direction. So pray for others, pray for those who point you in the right direction. what you pray for, all of the leaders, uh, the leaders here locally, the le- leaders in the state, the leaders nationally, the world leaders, the leaders in the government, the leaders of <clears throat> our church, that's what you pray for. Okay, so pray for yourself, pray for those who point you in the right direction, the tallest is those leaders, we pray for them, and then we have the ring finger, which we know is the weakest finger on your hand. And so the ring finger is the one that we pray for those who are weak, those who are struggling, those who are in the midst of grief. So let me do it again. You pray for others with your thumb, people who point you in the right direction, the leaders in your world, those who are weak in your life, and then finally the little Sometimes we don't know what to say, and it's helpful for us to have guidelines like this. Methods, that's what makes us Methodist, is by having these methods of finding God even in the midst of all of that. When you don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit intercedes and speaks for you to God. Not what you want. Crazy world right now. I can hardly even turn on the news. Uh, anybody else besides myself? I have trouble with this. I struggle with this. There are so many hardships out there, and my heart breaks over them. And not just the, the hardships that, that are in the world, but the hardships you is guiding us. He's going to show us the path. It may seem confusing right now, but God is at work for us, for the good of his people all of the time. That is what God is doing. He is at work and he is constantly with us and he loves us and nothing can separate us from that. I want to finish uh, today by reading this scripture to you once more because I want you to hear it. death or life or angels or demons or the present or the future or any powers or height or depth or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, Our God is with you and has not forgotten you. And I am sorry if you are suffering this day. I am sorry for the hardships and the trials and the tribulations. You are not alone. We are here for you. We love you. We are with you. As God promises us never to leave our side, our congregation is here praying and thinking about you. you pray with me this day? Good and gracious God, we thank you so much us in our trials and our tribulations. Help us, Lord, in the midst of what's going on, that we would be able to find you in your awesome name. Runs it all, and Brian, who runs everything else, and Chris in the back, which I would have no music, and Emily, who runs everything else too. I mean, we're so blessed by all of these people. Um, so what I want to say to you, there's a couple of things. First, we need to pray for some people. Um, Brian Hoffman, um, he just moved down to Joplin, he's starting medical school. Had surgery on Friday on his shoulder, and he starts medical school on Monday. So prayers for Ryan Hoffman, if you would. Um, also, um, I got a message this morning from Sharon Powell. Um, her mom, Pat Calvin, is in the hospital at Liberty. She was struggling with um, some vertigo, so we just asked for prayers for share with you today, that this is the time when uh, you continue to to pour out your love and show your love through your tithes and offerings uh, through this church. You can give, and there's many different ways. You can go online at esmethodist.com. Lots of people have found that that's the easiest way for them. Um, You can mail your tithe here at the church, or you can drop it off at door number two, and we just invite you to to give out of the goodness of your hearts. If you are here in worship with us, um, there are offering plates here at the back that as you leave, we invite you to give. So let's listen. So go forth from this place and let the love of God surround you, knowing that no matter what you face, God is always with you. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast of the spring. Tune in every Sunday evening for the next rejuvenating podcast of music and messages from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. God bless you and have a great week.